What prompted you to come to the Chemical Free Body Retreats? My life has been so chaotic lately yeah. and I felt out of balance. I was eating really bad, put on a ton of weight. So um, I'm really grateful I came here because you helped me to realign with what's important for a end up getting sick. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. Welcome back to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. I'm excited to be here to share a really important topic with you guys today. Uh, We're going to be talking about emotional eating. Now, emotional eating is um, a different way of looking at why we're struggling as a society um, with our our weight issues and with our health issues. And we know today over 80% of us uh, in America are either overweight, obese, or morbidly obese. And, um, you know, that's that's a really big, huge problem because, you know, there's not a lot of really old overweight people, right? So all this weight gain leads to disease and it's going to manifest itself in so many different ways, whether it be cancer or diabetes or fibromyalgia or um, just all these health issues, COPD. Uh, But what's really scary now today is that it's now affecting our children. And people 35 and younger are now sicker than people 65 and older I, it's it's hard to even believe that's true, but that's the statistics and the demographics. And and another scary thing is that children are actually being born today obese. So we've got a really big problem, and and this emotional eating component is a big, huge factor. So what I want to do today is I want to go through this and kind of explain to you what I've learned for myself personally um, with my own story, uh, go, being able to release these emotions so I could move forward with my life. And then also some stories of our coaching students and um, how they've been able to move forward with their life too. And it's uh, it's some really great stuff, so I can't wait to get into this. So um, now before we get into the emotional eating component, we have to understand there's also a physiological component to eating. And it's it's making the emotional component even tougher for people to deal with. So Number one, our cells are literally starved of nutrition. 85% of our, our, our nutrition today in the soil has been farmed out. So it's just, it's just not there. And when you have such a deficit in the food chain, um, that's going to create a huge problem on a cellular level. And your cells are just going to be telling you that you need to go eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And you're going to eat a lot of food, but you're just not going to satisfy that cellular need for nutrition. So your body's going to continue to tell you to eat more and more and more. And you're going to end up like 80% of people in America overweight, yet we're malnourished, just like poor starving people in Africa. The only difference is, is we're walking around really big malnourished and they're walking around really skinny malnourished, but the malnourishment is no different. And then the disease manifests itself. So that's the number one thing. It's uh, uh, on the physiological levels. We're just not, there's nutrients aren't there. So we have to replace those. And if you want to learn more about nutrients, um, we talk more about those in depth in episode two. You can go back and check out that episode. 
So the other thing is, um, due to agriculture, food is just more abundant than it is for wild creatures. Wild creatures actually have to get up every morning, and they have to go out and and you know and hunt or uh, scavenge and, and and look and and try to find their food and make their food. And um, because of agriculture and food stores and grocery stores and fast foods and restaurants and all this stuff, food's really abundantly available for us. So it's just too easy to get to too many calories too fast, and you put on top of it that physiological problem with the lack of nutrition, and you've got a ticking time bomb and a foundation for people that really sets up this emotional component. Um, it's like stacking it on a keg of dynamite. It's just really, it's really tough. So if you can handle those two things, that's kind of a breakthrough to help you on the emotional stuff, and um, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. So. All right, so why are people so emotional when it comes to eating? Well, you, you, we all know about the, the story of the girl breaking up with her boyfriend, and she sits down and she eats a half a gallon of ice cream. Okay, that's a, that's a true story. That, that stuff is happening both for men and for women, all this emotional stuff going on from relationships. But we also have stresses from jobs. You know, 74% of us today are going to a job that we just don't like. And that is a lot of stress. People are just going to jobs just to get a paycheck. And they're not really living at their highest excitement. They're not following their passion. And that breeds a lot of stress from the job. There's also stress from relationships like we talked before. Husbands and wives not getting along. Um, stress from raising children, um, especially today. Not just the teenager years, but also because there's so many child children being born today that... Uh, are sick, that are overweight, um, autistic children um, is going up. I mean, back in, it was in 1980, 83, one out of 10,000 children was born autistic, and today it's like one out of 48. And if we stay on current trends by the year 2050, one out of two children being born will have autism. I mean, these are major issues that are coming down the pipeline for our society. And um, so that creates a tremendous amount of stress on parents, and um, which is going to it's, it's going to create this huge emotional component for people going to food to suppress those emotions because they just don't know how to deal with them. And this stuff can go even deeper. What we found out in our coaching program is that close to 60, almost 70% of the people we're coaching have severe emotional trauma from their childhood. And, you know, after doing, you know, close to 600 of these intake forms uh, in my coaching program, it, it just, the pattern showed up. And I'm asking, I ask people, I'm like, how was your relationship with your brother when you were growing up? How was the relationship with your sister? How was the relationship with your mom? And they might say, that was good, that was good, that was good. And then I might get to mom and then all of a sudden, well, mom was an alcoholic. And then, then the you can just hear the emotions in their in their voice just change just like that, and they start talking about. Well, tell me a little bit about your mom and what's going on there. And, and uh, well, you know, mom was, you know, she was drinking a lot and she was yelling a lot. And dad was gone. He was off. He was working swing shift or whatever. So mom was pretty much raising us. And or you know, or I say, well, how was your relationship with your father? And they're like, well. You know, my dad was an angry guy. Maybe he was, um, maybe he was an alcoholic, or maybe he was doing heroin. I mean, I just talked to somebody yesterday, and um, both their father and their mother 
uh, was doing was doing heroin. It was like, whoa. I mean, I didn't grow up with that, so it's just really shocking. But 70% of people are dealing with this kind of stuff at this level where dad, you know, literally threw them over a fence or threw them through a window. And we're talking some rough stuff here. So, and so when you go that deep uh, back into your childhood and you're dealing with this, well, it's no wonder that people are eating uh, emotionally. It's no wonder that people are just grabbing food because, see, what's happening is, is those emotions are down deep inside of you and they're always trying to get up so that you can heal yourself. You have an innate capacity to heal yourself. Your higher mind, your higher self wants to heal. And the problem is, is that as they're always trying to come up, it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. There's not a lot of support about it. People don't want to seek support. Um, They might be ashamed about it, or they just don't even know what it is in their childhood that was really bothering them because they've just suppressed it so much and they don't even know it's there. So what happens is, is as those emotions are coming up all the time, they grab the food, grab the you know, grab the cake, grab the ice cream, grab the candies and, and, and overeat. You know, I used to do this all the time where I would just like, eat, you know, eat some pancakes and then eat my leftovers on my kid's plate, my wife's plate and just and just cramming food down my stomach and just like, oh, and I was shoving those emotions back down and it's a, it's a ticking time bomb. So they need to be dealt with. And I can tell you that once you learn how to get these things up and out of you, it's a game changer. You can actually get some happiness. So we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, um, I'm going to show you how to turn this emotional eating stuff around. And um, I'm really excited about it because it's a, it's going to be a game changer for, for those of you dealing with these problems. Talk to you soon. If you want more energy by getting rid of heavy metals, radiation, and harmful chemicals in your body, try Critical Cleanse. We offer Critical Cleanse on our auto ship program for greater savings. Okay, we're back, and today we've been talking about uh, emotional eating and what an impact it has on our health and our happiness. We've we've dug into a lot of the emotional components um, and some of the reasons why uh, we're dealing with this and, and the impact it's having on society today. And now what I want to get to is like, how do you turn this around, right? What do we need to do? Um, what actions do we need to take so that we can deal with this emotional component with our food so that we can move on and, um, you know, really be in control of this so that you can really, you know, put that put that behind you and just and not have food like have that power over over you or, you know, and just like control you. You want to be in complete control of all aspects of your life, including your food. So um, number one, um, what, when, whenever you face something that's holding you back or it's, de, it's depressing you, what we do in our coaching program is we help people to reframe that so that it actually becomes, it becomes their power. So how do you do that? Um, the first thing you do is you just start loving yourself. And, you know, I was in a yoga class last night, and we, we had to go around, and uh, it was a kundalini yoga class, and the lady's like, just say your name and say one reason why you're here. And um, the gal next to me, she said, well, my name is this, and um, I'm here to start loving myself. And when she said that, I could see this wave of emotions going over her. She was really struggling uh, in some aspect of her life. And I was thinking, wow, this is going to be so 
Um, I mean, I'm gonna be talking about this tomorrow on the on the on the show, and um, it's just like there was there was it's everywhere. Everybody wants to love themselves, but it's it's just something like it's not in society. We don't talk about it. It's uh, it's 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 just not something that's normal, and people kind of feel weird or awkward about it. Um, I know this from coaching over 600 people. People struggle with loving themselves. They'll put everybody else first. Everybody else is first, and then they put themselves last, and then what ends up happening is eventually the wheels fall off with your health or your emotions, and then, you know, and then you can't help anybody. So if you really, really love your friends and your family and your kids, then you have to put yourself first in order to take care of them, because if you don't, you won't be able to take care of them. So it's kind of a simple thing. It's kind of like the airplane analogy planes crash and you put your oxygen mask on then you help the kid if you don't do that you try to help the kid first you might pass out and then you don't even help the kid you're it's a big mess so loving yourself is um absolutely number one how do you do that it's by your actions uh simply taking positive steps anything positive towards loving towards loving yourself that that's like maybe you don't drink water and you start drinking water that is a that is an action of self love, and that's one I call it, it's like stacking a, stacking a card in the deck of health and the deck of happiness. You know, I start drinking water. Uh, I went for a walk this morning. Um, instead of telling myself I'm a loser, I said, you know what? I'm going to figure this out, and um, I just say I love myself. Those stacking those things up and being very careful of your language as well is very important. Those are two things that we really help people out in our coaching program is getting them to focus on loving themselves and being very conscious and aware of that self-talk, that negative self-talk, and turning that around until you become your own best cheerleader. And you'd be surprised what happens when you really pay attention to your words and you start taking actions towards loving yourself. So that's the first step in turning around this emotional component. Um, number two, as far as uh, something you can do is a physiological um, uh, way to turn around this emotional eating is you just start detoxing. It's, it's number one. Uh, you, you start detoxing the body. We cover this in detail in episode two and show two. And um, it's really important because our bodies today are just completely flooded with with toxins. Um, I've talked about it so many times uh, on all the platforms that I speak on, and that is go type in umbilical cord and the word chemical in your browser, and your search browser on your, on your, on your um, computer, and you're going to go back to 2005, and you're going to see all the articles that are showing that over every single child that they've tested and the mother in the umbilical cord blood is full of toxins and chemicals. And over 250 of them and 180 cause cancer. We are born with what scientists and doctors are calling a body burden. This is pulling down the immune system and this is pulling down your happiness and this is directly linked to this emotional component because it is a it's a weight that needs to be removed. It's like you're trying to walk up a hill and you've got a, a backpack full of bricks. And getting these toxins out of your body and out of your gut is so important. And that's why we really promote daily detoxing over here. Because it's something that's very simple to do that you can do in just in just minutes a day. Literally minutes a day. And if you'd like more information about it, you can always check out our website at chemicalfreebody.com. And you can look into two products um, 
One is called Gut Cleanse Plus, and the other one is called Critical Cleanse Formula, and those help to detox the gut, organ systems, blood, fat, and muscle tissue, and you can literally do those in one minute a day. Besides that, we always say drink a lot of water. So anyway, number two, start daily detoxing. The second, the, the second thing, the second component of number two is flooding your body with new, new nutrients. Again, we just spoke about earlier, since uh, uh, the rise of agriculture and big ag, all the soil's been farmed out. The nutrients have been farmed out of the soil, so we're walking around on 15% fuel. Flooding your body twice a day with some green nutrition is going to put that spark of life back up into you. And what it's also going to do, it's going to help regulate your blood sugar and it's going to help you with these emotional components. It's going to help you to deal with these emotions as they're coming out. The way I look at it is like, picture your emotions in deep down in like a pressure, like a like one of those, you know, what are those things, those cook, pressure cookers? Yeah, the pressure cookers. And it's just, and when you start drinking the greens, it, it's, like, it's like somebody opened the valve up a little bit and shh, and you can start letting those emotions out slowly but gently and, and they can come up and, they, and you feel so much better and it's a great tool to help do that by just flooding your body with, with good nutrition. You can also do this by eating a lot more fresh foods. Fresh foods from the farmer's markets and stuff like this are huge. So when you have this combo of, of pollutants and a lack of nutrients mixed up with emotion, it's no wonder we're eating so much. So if we can very simply in, in two, three minutes a day solve the, 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 the toxin overload, the body burden that we have, and the nutrient deficiencies we have, man, this is going to give you a major leap forward in progress to help you deal with this emotional component. All right, number three is understand that 40 to 60% of your digestion begins in the mind. Now think about this. This is a, a fairly new concept to me, but it, it, I'm looking back on all the myself and all the, the, the coaching I've done with people, and um, it's just really important to get your mind straight around food. People have a weird relationship with food. Um, uh, a coaching client that I talked with yesterday is 320 pounds, and uh, he's a doctor, and he really wants to help people, and he, and he knows everything. He knows all this stuff. He knows everything we're talking about here today. Yet food is become this this burden, this enemy for him. He just he, he there's it's the emotional stuff that's going along with it. So, um what we've been teaching him is that again, the big part of digestion and nutrition and this food begins in your mind. So, prior to making anything, what we suggest you do, it's important to look at really the state we're in. Because what you put out is what you get back. This is just simple physics. Um, being conscious um, and being in a relaxed and somewhat joyful state when you're preparing your food is very happy, uh, is very important. You want to be happy. Um, and it has significant results on how your meal is going to assimilate and digest in your body. So if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling upset, you're feeling angry, and you're, you're, you're making a meal, your body's going to kick into like a fight or flight uh, response. It's going to raise your cortisol levels, and you're going to gain weight, and you're not going to digest your food because your blood's going to leave the organ systems and go out to your extremities to fight or flight, and that's going to be a huge problem, and that's one of the reasons why everybody's, 80% of us are overweight, obese, or morbidly obese today. So what I would like you to think about doing is like putting on some music that you enjoy, um, listening to a podcast that you enjoy, listen, maybe even watching a movie, um, or just sitting in complete quiet 
um, when you're going to have that meal. I want you to picture yourself like when you go to your couch to sit down and just totally relax or if you lay on your bed and you're just like at the end of the day and you're just trying to get some relaxation, that's the state you want to be in when you're going to consume your food so that we can get you to actually have your digestive tract digest the food and absorb the food rather than ferment the food, which is what most people are doing today. And that's why, like myself, uh, most over 90% of us have some form of what's called leaky gut syndrome today. That's where you get these little microscopic holes in your intestinal lining, and then undigested food particles and microbes leak into the into the bloodstream, and they wreak havoc, and they screw up your thyroid, and, and show up as all kinds of different diseases. So got to really take care of that gut. We do not want fermentation. We want to have good digestion and assimilation of nutrients, and that's so important to um, having a good, healthy life. And if you're always stressed out when you're eating food and you're completely mindless when you're eating food, then you're you're not going to be getting what you want out of your food. Your relationship with your food is not going to be where you want it. So again, put on a movie, podcast, whatever it might be that you enjoy. And then also, you guys want to prepare your food from a place of joy or happiness. So Right. Let's say you and maybe you, you like making food, or you or you're making yourself dinner or lunch. You want to check in with your state as you're actually, you know, making the food, and and again, listening to the music and doing that kind of stuff. Then once the food is prepared, you actually set the food down in front of you, and just look at it and take a moment to become conscious of what your body is about to receive as nourishment. You know, check your posture, sit up straight. Um, open your heart to, to receive the love and the nourishment that's about to come from this food that's going to sustain your life. Um, studies have shown that when people, you know, they slouch over and they eat, they, they eat faster and they eat more food. So take some really big deep breaths. Um, we actually teach this in our coaching program before you eat. Allow oxygen to flow through your body. This will inc- increase your blood flow to your organs. And, um, and it's going to help you have a really strong, efficient metabolism to metabolize all these nutrients. And, um, you know, taste your food, smell your food, look at your food, appreciate your food, and put the pleasure back into eating. So another big thing you can do is really important is to chew your food really, 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 really well. Uh, we teach people to chew your food until liquefied. And there's a, there's a connection with your brain that sends signals, the more you're chewing, the more satiated you're going to feel. The brain, that's just how it works. So, um, And you're going to actually feel full faster, which is going to also lower the risk of you overeating. Um, one good tactic you can do is, uh, and it works really well, is to just take a bite with your fork or your chopsticks or whatever, your hands, whatever you're doing. Probably not your hands, but <laughs> but um, take the fork, take a bite, and then set the fork down and and then and then chew your food. And then when you're ready to take your next bite, pick up the fork, grab your next bite, eat it, and then set the fork down. This will really help you to slow down the eating process and and be mindful about um, about chewing your food and taking time and being in that state where your body can actually receive the food, digest the food, assimilate the food, and get those nutrients out of it that are so important so that you're not star- feeling like you're starving to death and like I used to do, which is like you feel like you got to eat everything. Um, the other thing is, um, I would also like you to think of you eating your meal like you're having a really meaningful conversation 
with a friend. Now think about this. Um, if you're talking about, if your friend was sitting there sharing something with you that really was deep and impacted them, and we're off thinking about last night's football game, um, we wouldn't be a very supportive friend or family member or lover. You want to think of food in the same way. So when you're, when you're going to have your food, show up to the table, show up to the plate, and just become present with your meal. It kind of reminded me as I was uh, getting out of uh, playing baseball uh, my last year because I was just like, God, what am I doing here? You know, I got, I got my kids over there. They're running around. I should be spending time with them. This is my second doubleheader of the weekend. And um, uh, one of the guys in the baseball team looked over at me and he says, Hey, Tim, if you're going to be here, be here. Otherwise, just get out of here because you can't be in two places at the same time. And I thought about that and he's like, I was like, he's right. So I finished my commitment. I finished that season of baseball and then I went and I was, and I was present while I was there rather than being with my mind over with my kids. And it's the same thing that you want to do with, um, with your meals. If you're going to be there, be there. And it's really important. So right now we're going to take a break, short break, and we'll be back and then we'll wrap up and I will give you some healthy, awesome, quick, snack, food, meal options that you can uh, prepare very quickly and that are delicious and that will help you um, move through these emotional eating struggles that you might be facing. We'll be back real soon. Hi, I'm health coach Tim James from chemicalfreebody.com. We're offering you a great opportunity to try our health coaching for free. So click on the get offer button to book a free 30-minute health coaching call. Also, as a thank you for booking with us, I'm going to give you this uh, free copy of our gut detox guide for you to download. This is a $67 value. You're going to love it. We use it with all our coaching clients. I use it myself. So book your health coaching call right now, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, we're back. Uh, we've been talking about emotional eating today, and um, man, it's 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 such a huge, huge topic that um, just a lot of people aren't even aware of. It's it's really changed my life. Before I give you guys those snack options, I want to tell you um, a quick uh, about quick quick story about my breakthrough about this emotional eating stuff. So. When I first went to the Hippocrates Health Institute to support my friend Charles when he got diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which is a blood cancer, um, they were talking about this and uh, about how the emotions are down there. And they said, when, when we look at you guys like, like little fragile eggs when you come here to the Institute, and what we like to do is we like to take you and we throw you up into the air and we let you come down and crack and I was just like, whoa, that's that's pretty pretty hardcore. And he said, because that's where the healing begins. And it's because what's happened is, is we've 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 ripped you out of this crazy world that we live in with a standard American diet, and we put you on all these fresh foods and all these green juices, and um, that's going to allow the emotions to come up. And he was explaining how, um, you know, even. Uh, they would have like cowboys from Calgary, Canada come down with stage four cancer that had literally been like out on the range, you know, next to a barbed wire fence, like having a fire there, warming up their coffee and eating a potato or some bacon and that kind of stuff, like literally cowboys. But when their life's on the line, they'll try anything 
to live. And some of them show up at that institute like we did. And um, it'll be like day two, day three, day four into the process of, of changing their lifestyle and pumping their bodies full of all these liquids and stuff. And all of a sudden, maybe they're getting a massage. And this cowboy, this guy that was, you know, rough, tough dude with chewing tobacco, and I know I grew up with those kind of folks, I was kind of one of them over in Eastern Oregon, um, will just start crying uncontrollably for like 45 minutes to two hours, and they just can't stop crying. And what is that? That's those emotions coming up, and that's the where the healing really begins. The food stuff and changing the food, that's the easy stuff. We got to get down to those emotions and solve that problem. So my story, it kind of, and I heard this, and I was like, I was kind of freaked out because, like, I'm a guy, and guys don't cry. You know, that's the way I was raised, and in, in the in the time period that I would grew up in, and um, you know, guys are supposed to be tough, and and um, I was actually at Hippocrates my second time, and I was actually talking to this girl that I'd met, and she was telling me all about her her relationships and how messed up they were and she just couldn't find the right guy and and then they would you know that she'd have she would have sex with them and then then and then they would just turn into these weird people and just like just all this stuff and then finally she's just like I'm all messed up and then she just started crying and um I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, and then all of a sudden, I I, I felt this quivering in my stomach, and I'm like, Ugh, and I'm, Ugh. and like, I started crying too, and I didn't even know what the hell I was crying about, and I was like sitting there holding on to her, and um, we sat there and cried together, like sobbing, bawling, emotional, deep pain, like your gut sore, like you did a, you know, a freaking Pilates class for two hours. For 45 minutes, we sat there and cried together, and then afterwards, I'm, we're just like, Phew the hell was that? And um, all I know, though, is that when I walked away from that, I literally felt like I was floating on a magic carpet. I felt like 20,000 pounds had been removed off of my shoulders that I was carrying around. Um, and But I was still really confused. I didn't really understand all of this stuff. And so I actually came back home. And I was at the time, I was a financial advisor. And uh, I always get massages like every once a week or every two weeks. And this lady was in my office complex and she did massages there. And I'd always come in and she was like, really nice. And hi, Tim, how are you? Have a seat. I've got some essential oils here and, and go ahead and change your clothes and, and then sit down and I'll be, I'll knock and then I'll come in. I'm like, okay, cool. And, um, she's always super nice like that. And then I go into her office and she, and keep in mind, she was also an energy worker. Like she did Reiki and stuff like that, which but at that time I thought was really super woo-woo stuff. And so I walk into the office and the first thing that happens when I walk in is this lady's like, what happened to you? And I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, she's never greeted me like this before. She's always like, oh, she's so nice. And she's like, what happened to you? And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? She goes, something's different about you and I can tell. I can feel it, and I was like, um, I was like a little freaked out, to be honest, and um, nothing, she's like, oh, okay, well, come on in and have a seat, and she's like, well, something changed, and um, and then she kept prying it out of me, and finally I was like, she goes, well, what's happened, has there been a major event in your life, and I was like, well, I just got back from this health institute in Florida with my friend, and, and she kept prying and digging, and then I told her about that episode where I was crying, she's like, I knew it. She goes, now I, I got to tell you something. She goes, did you know I always scheduled you as my last client of the day? And I was like, no, I, I didn't know that. She goes, the reason why is because when I work on you, when I'm done, 
I'm exhausted. I have no more energy. I could not work on anybody. I have to go home and recover for three to four hours after working on you because there was just so much stress and negativity in you and, and emotional uh, stuff all bundled up because I'm a guy and I learned, I was trained really good to hold that stuff in my whole life and I did a damn good job of it. And she goes, well, this is going to be very exciting. I'm very excited to work on you today. So she laid me down and I'm sitting there just kind of like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And I'm kind of freaked out, and uh, she works on me, and then afterwards, I'm like, um, are you okay? <laughs> are, you, are you all worn out, you know? And and she's like, no. She goes, I could work on you all day long. And then she goes, what 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 was it, honey? What did you release? And at that time, I, I didn't know. And um, she's, I can't, it's coming back to me right now, but um, I had, I went through like a huge child custody battle with my with my kids I had two boys Cody and Kyle and um it was you know besides you know tens of thousands of dollars it was it was like all the stress that I had to go to and yelling on the phone and all this stuff and getting less days and nights with them and then finally um um, I just knew that they were wrapped up in the middle of it. I was on the phone with their mom and then we were having conversations and we were like screaming and yelling at each other and then and all of a sudden I hear my kids in the background I'm like are the kids with you? She's like, well, yeah, they're in the back of the car. And I'm like, oh, and, and I, and I, and, and, and I remember when I was going to counseling, um, that, uh, the, I, she recommended this book to me and it was called, uh, Caught in the Middle, uh, Children of High Conflict Divorce. And it, it talked about the, the worst thing you can do is get the kids involved and it explained this whole thing about it. It was just like, it destroys them for life. And I just kept thinking about that. And I'm like, so I finally, one day I was just like, I can't do this to my kids. And I called her up and I was like, you can have full custody. I'm out. Whatever you want. I don't care. I'll pay whatever. I don't care. I, I, I just, I'm not doing this to the kids. And um, the lawyers didn't believe me. She didn't believe me. They thought I was trying to pull some type of a, of a a, a ruse or something because I was so competitive my whole life in sports and everything. I'm like, I'm freaking keeping my kids and my time. It's, that's not fair. And I let that go. And, um, I was, it was struggling with that. I was struggling with that, but I, I was thinking, you know, my counselor helped me. She goes, Tim, look, you are going to, you want to have a long-term life-term, uh, relationship with your kids. The next two, three, four, five, six years is going to be very important for them. That's why you're doing this. And she goes, you'll see, and eventually there'll become a time when it'll come back around, and then you have that long, really good relationship with your kids because of what you're doing today, rather than dragging them through the muck with 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 their mom and you, your guys' problems. It's not the kids' problems, it's your problems. And I was like, okay, but I was dealing with that, and that's what happened at Hippocrates when I was uh, consoling that gal, is like, all that crap just started coming up and coming out, and I was able to release it, and going to that massage therapist, that Reiki master, that energy healer gal, was confirmation of it because there's no way that she knew that I went to Hippocrates. There's no way that she knew any of that stuff. She literally could feel it. And that's when I was like, wow, what else do I not know that I'm not believing because of my preconceived belief? So I've become one of the most open-minded people that you'll meet. And because of my experiences, because like, there's no way she could have known that stuff. And, um, and I could tell she wasn't lying either when she was talking about working on me. So, yeah, do we have some emotions that we're dealing with uh, when it comes to food? You, you bet your, you bet your butt, we do. And 
And if you don't deal with this stuff, it's going to eat you up inside. You have to get it out. Um, so, all right. I didn't know I was going to get into that, but let's <laughs> let's get you some healthy snack options to start on that physiological component so you can move forward. So what are some quick, little, easy things that you can do to help yourself to have things ready? Well, um, one thing is which is really easy is cucumbers. You can just slice them up and you can dip those in hummus, um, which is good. There's all types of hummuses. There's dips out there. Try to get a healthy, like a plant-based dip. Um, you can also, besides cucumbers to dip, cabbage, green cabbage, purple cabbage is great. You can break those up into chips really quickly. Rather than having a potato chip, you can have a cabbage chip. People love this stuff. It's crunchy, it's filling, and you, those can become your chips. And again, you can dip those in um, some type of a hummus or um, some type of a pate. Maybe you're making a sunflower seed pate with your your food processor. Um, so those are really cool. Um, another thing is you can do um, celery. Chop up some celery real quick. And you can put nut butter on that, like sprouted almond butter or sprouted walnut butter or sprouted uh, cashew butter or whatever. That is a really good one. Another thing you can do is you can chop up green apples. We really love green apples over here because they have really low sugar compared to the other apples. They're kind of tangy, and they go good with stuff. That same, Those same nut butters I was just telling you about, those sprouted nut butters that are so nutritious um, are so good for you, especially if you want to build muscle. Um, you can put that on, on, on uh, celery or, or the green apple. Um, another thing you can do with those sprouted nut butters um, is you can make a raw chocolate fudge out of that, um, those sprouted nut butters, just by adding carob powder, alcohol-free vanilla flavoring, some stevia, and and then and then stirring that stuff together. And you can literally make a raw fudge in like three minutes in a little bowl. That can become your chocolate, and then you can put that on the apple, and you're it's literally like eating a, a candied apple. But there's, there's no sugar in the fudge, and there's very low sugar in the greens. It's a fantastic, it's, it's something you actually look forward to. Um, if you'd like some recipes, um, we're almost done with our recipe book. But in the meantime, if you want to send us an email to info at chemicalfreebody.com and say, hey, I'd like to get that, that nut butter recipe, uh, that, that raw chocolate fudge or the raw chocolate lemon fudge recipe, we can send that over to you. And again, that's info at chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, so what else? Um, avocados, you can eat those. You could throw some avocados with a little bit of um, little bit of uh, uh, sauerkraut on them. Um, uh, apples are a good snack you can have really quickly. Um, uh, chips and salsa. We also recommend like uh, if you're gonna do chips, look for the root-based chips. Like uh, there's a brand out there called Siete. They um, they're made out of cassava root. Try to stay away from potato chips. Look for sweet potatoes or some type of a root vegetable chip. Those would be a good option for you um, because chips and salsa is really fast and easy to make. And then, of course, sprouts. And broccoli sprouts, alfalfa sprouts, all any kind of sprout. If your store sells sprouts, grab those. And when you're eating those cucumbers and hummus or the cabbage and hummus or the celery and nut butter um, or the chips and salsa, you can always be, you know, adding in some handfuls of sprouts with them. Sprouts are 10 to 30 times more nutritious than fresh picked vegetables, and they're a great addition to anything. And then, um, the two other things that I'll leave you guys with is some healthy snack options. Berries is a good one. 
They're lower in sugar than most fruits, and you can actually make ice cream out of berries very quickly with those sprouted nut butters. I mean, literally, it's like um, I learned this, uh, and it's going to be in our recipe book. And again, if you want that, if you want this berry ice cream recipe, I'm going to share with you. Just go to info at chemicalfreebody.com and say, hey, I want that berry ice cream. It's really simple. You take frozen berries like blueberries or raspberries. You pour a little bit of nut butter over them. And again, you can use alcohol-free vanilla flavoring and stevia and then just stir that in together. And literally, it turns into ice cream. Now, then that's it. Now, if you don't have the stevia and you want to kind of, and you don't have alcohol-free vanilla flavor, then you can pour just a little bit of maple syrup on it or a little bit of honey. I know those are sugars, and if you're dealing with severe diseases and stuff like that, you really want to be careful with that stuff. That's why we'd love to have these no-sugar options, but that's a good, I mean, if you're eating regular ice cream with dairy and stuff like that, then this would be a huge shift, and you can literally make it in three minutes. I mean, it's literally just a bowl, some frozen berries, you throw in the, the sprouted nut butter on top of it, put a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of honey, and stir it up really good, and then after you chew it about two to three bites, it literally turns into ice cream in your mouth. It's freaking delicious. It's easy to make. Everybody loves it. Um, now, the other thing that's a really good snack option is just drinking water, right? So if you're really starving, the first thing you should do is drink some water. Um, also, um, what you can do is you could add a scoop of our Green 85 uh, juice formula to it. And that's, that's really, um, why do we eat? We eat to get nutrients. So we have to liquefy our food to get the nutrients out. And Green 85 is already in liquid form. You can add that to your water drink that. We recommend doing it in the morning on an empty stomach, and we recommend you do it about a half an hour to an hour before your last meal of the day, doing it twice a day, and it'll, it'll just flood your body with nutrients. It will regulate your blood sugar, and it'll help cut back on those food cravings, and um, those are some really good, healthy snack options for you. So, hope you enjoyed this episode on emotional eating. Um, it goes pretty deep. It goes pretty deep. Um, and it's something you really want to pay attention to because until you can get the emotional component handled, um, you're always going to be struggling with food and your life shouldn't be a struggle, my friend. Your life, you should be happy and you should be living your life at your highest excitement and you just can't do it when you have these deep emotional uh, traumas with uh, with food and we want to deal with that. So thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh yeah, it's time, Health Hero, to jumpstart your energy and burn that fat with the simplest, healthiest, most badass detox and nutrition system on the planet. Grab your jumpstart bundle today at chemicalfreebody.com forward slash health hero. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.